Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, uh, the podcast that's about songwriting, and it's weekly, uh, therefore it is the best name that has ever been named for a podcast, thingy, doobery, words. This is the kind of level of professionalism you have to expect going forwards. Uh, my name is Declan Kitchener, and I am here with my friend... Roger Heathers! Fantastic. Uh, there is a slight delay uh, while we're um, <laughs> while we're recording this. That seemed like you just left me on red there for a second. <laughs> uh, but if you've never listened to this show before, uh, basically the concept is each of us goes away uh, in the week and writes a song and then brings it to the podcast uh, and then we discuss it live on there, what happened with it, how we came up to be with it any interesting points about it and generally trying to keep the self-deprecation to uh, a tolerable minimum <laughs> how are you roger i'm good i'm good um it's been one of those weeks uh that's just one of those busy busy weeks where like every 15 minutes here or there you try and grab some time to write and uh so yeah pretty busy how about you oh pretty much the same like uh i deliberately did not write start writing until the weekend just because i knew this week is going to be super super busy uh for those of you uh who have been following the previous two episodes this was the week where i actually had to play fletch james album launch party which was great and it was a massive success loves being part of it thank you for having me to do that fletch if you're listening but i was also working a very long set of shifts at work up until seven o'clock in the evening most days so it was kind of um uh, not not so much of the free time this week as out of light. So basically, listeners, you can expect um, two shoddily slapped together songs. <laughs> it's an A, a B, and an E, and you have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, but again, it's it's good fodder for the podcast. Podcast. We're a new level. We're forecast now. Because you know, everyone has those time constraints and those challenges. You know, whether it's work or family or whatever it is. And, um, you know, you've got to work around these things. So we tried. We tried. Exactly. Well, uh, actually, like, uh, I not to give the game away too much, but, like, I think the spontaneity did something for me this week. Uh, but we'll get to that later when we get to it, because I believe uh, of the two of us showing songs, it will be you showing yours first, uh, Roger. So what do you have to present to us uh, today? My song is called Stuck Record. And uh, and it goes like this. If I can hold my heart together, play my shaking hands. If I can keep my legs from shaking when I stand. If I can stop my soul from leaving when I die. My wasted life will make me wonder why But still, when I try I keep on getting stuck on where to go The skill in telling lies Keeping secrets everybody knows If I can strike that sacred balance when I try, blame it on the blind I choose to lead. If 
If I don't know the way back home, and you wonder why, when I was just another mouth to feed. Oh, but still, when I leave, I tend to have no other place to go. But still, I believe I'm yet to find another life to show. So that was Roger's uh, third weekly song of the season, Stuck Record. And I tell you, uh, that if that's a stuck record, the only way it is is that it's a stuck on my record player because it's really nice and I want to listen to it loads and loads and loads and loads. Yeah, that's a really beautiful little thing with a lovely little set of chords <laughs> in there. Like, uh, tell tell us more. Okay. Tell us about how this song came into well, being. Well, thanks, first off. Um, so I'll start with the, the title, Stuck Record. It's one of the few titles that, like, I named the song after I'd finished it, and I didn't know what to call the song, because there was no, like... You know, usually when you write a song, you're like, oh, that phrase or that coda or whatever, that sticks out as, like, oh, that's obviously the name of the song. But this one didn't have any like that. So I was frustrated at not writing the song... Like, not writing something I felt was very fresh or very new. And one of my kind of, like... I don't know, little challenges to myself was to try to write songs that weren't just the same thing. Because what I've noticed is I just come to the, come to songs and I just approach it with the same lyrical topic. Even if I'm in, like, a good mood, I just approach it with, like, this sort of, like, you know, I don't know, struggling type of thing. And so it's called Stuck Record because it's a record about me feeling stuck. But it's also, like, I'm, I'm a bit of a stuck record with my lyrics at the moment. Interesting. I didn't get that quite so much, but like I get the struggle if that makes sense. Mm. Like uh, you begin if you just write loads and loads and loads of songs, and you suddenly think, "Wait a minute, have I just been complaining about the same thing for how ever many songs I've written?" That's it. And then like you look at it another day, and it's just like, "No, they're all about different things." And like there is a universality to struggle, and like you know, it's difficult to have songs which are just all happy-go-lucky and feature no conflict at all. Mm. Like, uh, I don't think it's something you need to worry about. And, like, uh, I think, like, from what I can capture of, like, your default mode of lyrics, like, that tends to suit your voice really well. It's kind of like your default style matches your default production, if that makes sense, or your default uh, performance. Thank you. Thank you. That is reassuring, actually. I suppose the thing is, like, for, for any of us as, like, songwriters or anything like that, like you don't just want to kind of rest on your laurels and stay within your comfort zone even if like you've honed that over a period of time like you want to expand beyond that um and i think like musically i'm pretty happy with this one it's nothing like crazy complicated but lyrically i just feel like i kind of went on autopilot because i was busy now sometimes that that sort of like um time constraint element of songwriting could like just force you to like bring up the bile of emotion of whatever you're going through at the moment and that can be really cathartic but sometimes you're just like okay i need lyrics i'll just write these and you're just sort of like 
there's like uh, they just fill the space. You know, you're kind of going through your paces, going through the motions. Like, like you need to sing something. So here they are. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, I think that accurately describes my thoughts towards the lyrics of songs one and two of mine on this season. Like, it's just very much like last minute. Ugh. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's frustrating, but at the same time, I mean, you know, it's a song. It's a finished song, and I've got to remind myself that that's like a positive thing. Um, as far as how I started writing it, it started with that riff that opens the whole song, that kind of like chromatically descending thing. So that's um, in G major, and so what you're, do- what you're doing on the guitar, so I know this is an audio podcast, but hopefully it's a pretty easy visualization for guitarists out there, um, you, te- you start with a G chord, um, but you're playing D, G, and B strings on the guitar, but you're playing 5th um, fret D, 4th fret D, 3rd fret D, 2nd fret D, 1st fret D, and you just keep on going down like that, and, it- and then like with the right hand you're doing kind of like a sort of... Bob Dylan finger-picked thing and those two things together pretty simple, pretty straightforward but creates a really distinct like uh, atmosphere I suppose in the song that is then easier to write lyrics over Yeah, it kind of feels very sophisticated, I know you say it's very simple but like uh, just that whole descending uh, line just sounds like a very classy way to sort of introduce something Yeah, I think I think the thing is with like progressions like that is that they sound confident because they have such a linear movement to them, even if you play them quite simply, the fact that each chord kind of sounds like it knows where it wants to go next and goes to that place kind of gives you, yeah, like, like I say, an air of confidence, you know? Hmm. Like, uh, it, it's one of these things that you were describing it as like a chromatically descending uh, thing. And I sort of got bits of that in there, but I didn't get quite the whole thing. But obviously, you knowing it from the other side, you'll be able to go, well, it's just that, it does that, doesn't it? Whereas, like, uh, at least you have an idea to base, like, a set of chords around to start off with. Whereas, like, uh, I think we've all felt the struggle before, like, where you're just aimlessly hitting different chords and thinking, like, okay, where's a relation that I can exploit and fall <laughs> from? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's nice to have that. So for, like, uh, I finished my song on Saturday. Um, again, for those of you who, who are new here, um, we write until Sunday midnight. That's our Monday morning. Till Sunday midnight, so the week basically. So for like Monday, Tuesday, mm. Wednesday of the beginning of the week, I had just that riff, ding da 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 da, all that, and uh, I was like, okay, that's good. I'm going to use it, you know. And that's a good start. And something about having just something to begin with sets your mind at ease. So I knew I had that, and then I just sat down for a couple of evenings and just tried to write lyrics that fit it. And the lyrics I tended, I started to come up with were like. Um, something I've touched on on the show before which is like this element of if blah 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 then blah 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 you know like it's a pretty good lyrical theme particularly if you're stuck because then you have a problem to solve so you go if I can't stop my you know heart from shaking blame my shaking hands you know it'll make me wonder why I even try those sort of things like it creates a bit of a conversation within the lyrics um the only trouble with that is you want it to be it's cohesive, a... and I think that's kind of where I fell short. I mean, like, uh, the thing with lyrics is that it's all poetry. Like, it doesn't have to make perfect sense. Uh, but that is a really good technique to be using, like, because it forces you to get an emotional perspective on things. 
like uh, if you were to write a song, say uh, about oh I don't know having too many hours of work, <laughs> uh, and you just want to write about that, but you just stare that topic blank in the face. Uh, it's difficult to know where to start. Whereas if you pick a if then, like if I have more time, then I'll do this. But and then you can start working it back to this pre-chosen uh, topic. If you were to do that, like it's a very neat little it's a very neat little trick you've got there. Thanks. It's just kind of something that's developed over time. Um, I mean, it's just the kind of thing of like I actually like have started listening to a few like screenwriting podcasts and like you know podcasts for novelists and stuff not that i'm writing a novel or anything but just it's kind of helpful just to think about how they coming in 2023 the weekly novel podcast oh no let's not do that that would be let's not do that no (laughs) the weekly chapter podcast maybe maybe but even that um but like it's interesting how they solve these problems of like they kind of set up well, you know this stuff better than I do because you studied acting and drama and stuff. But like, and also, just you're way more into storytelling than I am in a narrative sense. But what's this character's motivation? And the character can be me. You know, what's my motivation in this song? What am I not getting in my life that I'm writing about in this song? And what do I want? Even just those two questions can really kind of like spur me on to be like, I don't know, just exploring it. You know what I mean? Like, until you speak something out loud, it's very difficult to know what you're lacking or what you kind of want to say in a song. Yeah, it's odd that feeling that you get when you get, like, um, halfway through a set of lyrics and you suddenly realise, I didn't realise I had this much to say about this particular topic, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's com- it almost reminds me of something like, um, I don't know, going to, like, therapy or something, and you start speaking, you're like, oh, I don't really have that much to explore, and then half an hour into the conversation, you're like, oh, my God, I've just, like, you know dredged up these things from the depth that I didn't even know I had to speak about, you know? And we've only got up to my seventh birthday. I'm nearly 30. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all the, all the um, you know, formative years are the most important anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as the, the chords in, in this song, is the last thing I'll touch on, like I say, you kind of got that descending thing in, in the verse, which is basically kind of like going around... G major, G major 7, G7, C major, so now you're at the 4 of the scale, and then C minor, so you're 4 minor, and then um, A7, so you're kind of like major 2, and then D, so you're 5. So, which, that's the thing with this podcast, it sounds pretty complicated, but it's just moving your finger down. <laughs> uh, and then in the chorus, you have four chords, which just loop around, really simple, C, 4, G, 1, A minor, uh, minor 2, and F, which is your sharpened fifth. Um, Just for a little spice. Flat major seven, isn't it? Flat major seven, yeah. I always get confused with that one. Um, and then the only other section, which is very fleeting, but I'm kind of... That's one bit I'm pleased it's fleeting, is where you go from E7 to A minor, E7 to A minor, and then back into the chorus in C. Um, that's the a, um, little bit before the final chorus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, love And it that just bit. kind of, like, spices it up just a little bit. Just, like, you kind of got, like, oh, what? where did that E7 come from? And, again, like, even if you're not into music theory, you're just like, ooh, the tone shifted. What's happened here? So, yeah. Ooh, it's a bit different now. Ooh, it's all different. And <laughs> it's all broken and on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, for uh, those who don't know about that. We, we have both watched far too much of that. Uh, don't watch it if you're a kid. 
Yeah, don't. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, everyone else, please go and watch it. It's great. But what are your future plans for this song? Where do you where do you see this song in five years? <laughs> what do you think of its prospects? Well, I'm probably just going to leave it where it is. It's one of those ones with the demo recordings. Okay, I'm just not that pleased with the lyrics. I guess like maybe I'll rewrite it, but knowing me, because I have this attitude towards it now, I probably won't. So it's a good learning experience, good to talk about on the podcast, but I probably won't take it any further. You know, kind of like on to next week. You know, sort of mentality. I think you should keep this one around, just in your back pocket, just to rewrite the words one day, because I have a feeling you might need a nice little acoustic song in G major one day, uh, and this <laughs> might uh, fit the bill. Uh, but I do really like this one. I, I just love the vibe of it overall. Just like it's, like I said, it's got this slightly sophisticated air about it, but it's also got this nice, like, vulnerable, uh, soft, inward sort of feel to it, which I really like. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So before we move on to Declan's song for this week, um, we have a sponsor, as you know, Journeyman Books. Sponsor! And we've both been using the Journeyman Books this season. How have you been getting on with yours? I've been getting on well. It's just quite nice, actually, to be able to like write down if there's like a very tricky chord that you probably won't remember, just write down the exact uh, like uh, fingering of it, so to speak. Because uh, that's the thing with the Journeyman books, they've actually got, depending on the version you get, like either staff notation or like tablature lines in them uh, so that you can actually like write down musical ideas so you don't have to like hurriedly go like, <laughs> right, I need six lines, right, here are the numbers, here are the numbers, oh, I've left one out, never mind, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, that's the thing, like just writing your own lines out is, is annoying, but you can use them in so many different ways as well. Like I've started doing this thing where like on the right hand side of the page, I'll write all my chords out like a lead sheet so that I've got everything in order. And on the left hand side corresponding to the where it is on the paper, I'll write my lyrics out for that section. So it's like everything's really streamlined and just like it's not just in little corners of the page like it used to be for me. They're brilliant. I mean, they're these um, faux leather bound books, as I've said for the past couple of episodes. And uh, like Declan alluded to there, it's either sheet music manuscripts um, interspersed with blank paper. So you kind of got best of both worlds or guitar tab or bass tab. And the bass tab, as Journeyman recently pointed out on their Instagram, can also be used for ukulele, of course, because four strings, four lines. That's very good. If you just make sure you don't use the same book for bass or ukulele, otherwise you'll suddenly get to it and just think like, why is this not sounding... Why am I playing all these bass chords quite low down the <laughs> neck? Oh, I see. Oh. So um, for those of you who uh, want to check out Journeyman, which we both thoroughly recommend, um, just go to my-journeyman.com and you can uh, get the manuscript books, the guitar books, the bass slash ukulele books, and you can get 20% off of everything in your checkout by using the code WEEKLYSONG. That's W-E-E-K-L-Y-S-O-N-G. Uh, my-journeyman.com slash well not slash but when you go to check out weekly song is the code <laughs> fantastic and now hopefully you'll get to the right site with the right products and uh, with the right code and not suddenly think wait a minute my, why am I just on a different website and why is it not accepting the code why did I not double check these things you can just google it I assume <laughs> oh yeah right yeah <laughs> exactly um, so yeah check out journeyman um, but moving on Declan, what about your song this week? Um, what's it called and how's it go? Uh, well, my song is called Want Me Here, and to answer your second question, it goes like this. Mm-hmm. 
check the message, triple check the vibe and the room. I've only just arrived, and yet my mind it tells me I'll be leaving soon. And I've known the answer so long that it almost seems absurd. Forgive my head; it won't rest until it hears the words. I don't know if you want me here. I read your eyes and I feel fear. In every situation, oh, I stumble deaf and blind. I don't know if you. Each other long, or、oh, I cannot take the hint and just assume. Sometimes I feel so close to you, and other times as distant as the moon. Things like this that tell me there is something wrong with me, and always I feel foolish, but your answer. What I need. I don't know if you want me here. I read your eyes and I feel the fear. I wonder just what happens that it trapped me in my mind. I don't know if you want me here. I'm slow. Get off the mark, but oh, when I start, oh, it will be better off for everyone around. 'Cause I don't know if you want me here. So please tell me that you want me. I'm a big fan of this one. Probably my favourite song of yours so far this season. It's just this lovely, unusual pop song. It's like definitely got pop elements to it, but like you kind of don't know where it's going to go next. And I love how I love the chorus, but I love how it kind of like is very subtle and quiet at the beginning, and it kind of weaves in and out the whole song, and then kind of explodes at the end. I could say more, but yeah, tell us tell us about it. Like, thank you. Well. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, basically, I was very busy this week.、Uh, I had a very long set of shifts throughout the week,、uh, leading up to Fletcher James's album release on、uh, Friday, and his album、uh, "All We're Meant to Do" is out now, and you should totally check it out. It is properly good.、Uh, slash promo end.、Um, <clears throat> but I just deliberately. Put off writing my song until the weekend because I knew that I was just gonna have no time to write it at all, and so I spent most of 
my Saturday just like recovering from the hangover, getting back home, having a shower and just getting myself like, you know, feeling like a human again. And then suddenly I had like a little hint of something in the shower, just like a little lyric came into my head of, I don't know if you want me here. And I thought, there's something in that. Were you were you like singing it in the shower? Or was it just the words? I think I had a rough idea of like the rhythm of it. Mm. Um, I had to take it down a couple of keys uh, once I worked out where it was. But like I thought, hmm, that's strong, and it's more or less in chorus part of my voice. Let's go. Um, and the song came out really, really quickly. I got like the chords together within like um, I think fifteen, twenty minutes. Like I said, a messenger, that's always a good sign, I think. Yeah, like, there's just something about the spontaneity. It's just uh, got there. And then, like, the words came out really quickly. The longest bit was the bridge. I spent about ten minutes thinking out what the bridge was going to be. And it's... I think the bridge is the weakest part of the song, but I also think it fits, so therefore I'm not too fussed. But, yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say about the creation of it, just because it did come out just so fast. Um <laughs> Although I did, uh, was writing it at like nine o'clock at night, so I was like having to whisper it a little bit and like, and <laughs> <laughs> do like a proper version of the next day. Oh, we've all um, been there. It's so weird when you play there. it or record it the next day, isn't it? And like you can play it loud and you're like, oh my god, the song has balls, you know? <laughs> well, it's the thing of like, I realize, oh, wait a minute, I can probably go to town on the dynamics of this one. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, so I, I sort of realised when I was doing my set on Friday, it was like all of my songs that I play live are very high energy and they're very shouty and I love that mm. because that that's kind of, it encourages everyone to have a bit of a good time and it forces people to pay attention to me because I'm a massive narcissist. Um, <laughs> but it also meant I just have a bit in the middle of the set where I was just like <sighs> Right, thank you. <sighs> the next one is... <laughs> <laughs> so you need some like um variation dynamically eh yeah just one that at least starts light and then mm. i can just go full blown at the end just one where i can just be a little bit quiet for like five minutes and then just uh, surprise it's actually a high energy song <laughs> well, i gotta say you can't you kind of did what i consider to be quite a difficult thing in that in writing what is a quiet song that is still quite anthemic in, in its chorus and stuff. Because, like, often you think of, like, quiet acoustic songs as, like, you know, your quintessential folky artist where it's about the lyrics, but there's not really any anthemic chorus, whereas this kind of delivers on both. Well, the vibe from this one was kind of... I sort of had the idea of the sort of vibe I was going for, which um, there's a great song by Orla Gartland called Why Am I Like This? Why am I But it uh, has a similar thing where, like, the choruses start off quiet, but then they come back louder, and then, like, you get bits of the verse overlapping on the end. And it's, like, you know, again, it's that introspective, insecure, but, like, turning into this, like, uh, for God's sake, why am I like this kind of thing? Which uh, I really wanted to do for this one. So I didn't nick any chords, any words, any melodies, as far as I'm aware of, just the vibe. Um... Uh, Marvin Gaye's lawyers, please don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you're going to um, 
steal anything stealing the vibe's a good idea there's so many times where i've had that too and i'm sure you have as well where you're like i love what that song is just about like it's about insecurity in quite a specific way how do i have that insecurity and how can i write about it yeah well the way it came out is that um i have this weird thing and i think possibly you might experience it too but i probably everyone experiences it but like it's this weird thing of like if you're hanging out with someone you start to worry that you, they don't really want you there oh god tell despite me what despite all the evidence to the contrary like they might have specifically invited you over or like they might have known you for years or like they might have specifically come to you <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of this thing like but what if they're pretending though what if like the like decade of friendship that we've had is just like it's all been a ruse <laughs> it's so comforting to hear you say that yeah i mean i think we all have that to some degree but it sucks doesn't it it's like and it's weird like because you know it's not that it's never that it's 100 percent never the case but at the same time just like oh, oh. Man nervous boys go into overdrive know what i mean <laughs> i mean the, the amount of times we've been driving back from our friends and i say to you like are you sure they like me and they're like my company you're like yeah they invited you over they've known you for like two years now <laughs> like why would they uh, invite you over in, more than that in several cases <laughs> yeah yeah true but but anyway i mean yeah it's a it's a annoying thing to have to do with um and it's but nice i still that, get that i still get that with like my old friends sometimes and they're my oldest friends. I'm going to be the best man at one of, at, you know, one of their weddings. I still, every now and then, like I'll turn up early or something and go like, I don't think you want me here. Mm. I don't know why, but I don't know if you want me here. And it's just like, dude invited you over, and you turned up late or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like you turned up within acceptable parameters. Like, uh, and like they're happy and they're conversing with you, but it's still like. Are you sure? <laughs> I know, and it, it, it makes you sort of like ultra envious of the people who at least they probably aren't hundred percent, but they seem relaxed in their own skin enough to just be hanging out and not worry about yeah. it. But, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, to be one of those people. But you captured it beautifully in this song, and it's, I think it's lovely when there is a song about those specific feelings that we don't always necessarily talk about or express. Mm, thank you yeah it's kind of just that wonderful thing of like downer anthems where it's like <laughs> okay I know this is something that I suffer from and now all of you who suffer from it as well have your song to sing absolutely absolutely and I, I don't know I think that creates like a good community if you play it live and everything like that um, on a on a slightly different note um, on the uh I think the second verse, correct me if I'm wrong, but you say, you know, uh, sometimes I feel so close to you, sometimes I feel uh, as distant as the moon or something like that. And I just want to say that's a fantastic lyric. How did you come up with that? Um, I had to rhyme with assume. <laughs> the first part was close to you. I needed something that was far away. The first thing I could think of that rhymed was moon. Um, but no, I do like that one as well. That's like, a great uh, one. Thank you. Like, I'm sure everyone's used that in one of their songs at some point, but this is my first time using that lyric, so I get to be happy with it. <laughs> he said aggressively. <laughs> yeah. The other one Come I love at is me, um, copyright lawyers. 
is uh, not just the lyric, but the the musicality of it is um, better off for everyone around. Like better off for everyone around. It's so powerful. Thank you. That whole sequence is me sort of like uh, just almost trying to do a bit of a you of like running back down to like the fall, like uh, after a <laughs> bit of an ascension. Because I've noticed you've done that once or twice. I was just like, right, let's do a Roger. What would Roger do? Shut <laughs> to up. reference one of. A- you're giving away the to secret. Refer- <laughs> to reference uh, one of our old podcast titles, can you guess which one it was? You don't need to guess. There's a list. Go and look. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think I've got much more to say on this one, other than I'm going to play it live. But I really uh, and like I hope it goes down well there. But I want to put this on a record. Now, if you put it on a record, what's the idea of how to produce it? Electric, but like starting soft and getting bigger and bigger and bigger so like um, you start off being maybe like uh, Coldplay and then you end up being the Foo Fighters <laughs> that's a really good um, explanation I think that might be a title <laughs> <laughs> definitely I like the titles with the um, with the bands and the artists in them with some, the bands some, some of my favourite um, no I think that'd be awesome I have a much more on um, this is a bit inside baseball, but I have a bit more of an inside, uh, like a clear idea of how you produce things now that now that I've actually worked with you, like on the Schnickum stuff. Where like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of know how you do dynamics, and it's really impressive how you work with different types of guitar sounds to create textures and stuff. So I, I can't wait to see how this one sounds. Thank you. Um, basically, the trick is put more guitars at the end and make them louder at the end there we go secret exposed (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first um (laughs) music producers hate him you know those adverts online (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) i laugh every time i see them like granny i got the mix oh wonderful (laughs) and it sounds like i want (laughs) (laughs) you see like a woman who's like 16 she's got like um like cling film or something on her face it's like doctors hate her. She's found this miracle, miracle cure for wrinkles or whatever. Hilarious. Yeah, no, those those ones are weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell you what, the weirdest one is for me. Like, um, just while we're on the subject of adverts, which we shouldn't be, but we probably are, is uh, uh, I don't know if many people know. I'm a bit of a train nerd, so I end up watching like a few train videos online. Like they tend to have like old uploads of old VHSs I used to have. Uh, and like you can sort of see like loads of the preservation railways have started putting up really cool rail- uh, videos about how they like uh, maintain their engines or how they maintain their things. Diddly, diddly, diddly. Anyway, you watch enough of those, and you start getting things coming up like uh, adverts for signals, like not um, just like model signals for a model railway or something, like legit signals to stop a legit train <laughs> that you will put on the legit national network of railways. <laughs> it's oh, just kind wow. of like. It's like, honey, I don't know who you think you're marketing to. I, 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 I don't have a railway. I'd like one, <laughs> but I don't have one. I think that's, that's hilarious. Like we're in the early days of like algorithms knowing exactly what we want, and like it's just slightly off sometimes. And slightly off can mean that it thinks you're like the director of British Railways or something. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, you watch enough videos of like, oh yeah, he's watched three videos about the Flying Scotsman. Therefore, like he is actually the head of the railways. <laughs> let's let's market our signals at him. 
Yeah, it's weird. I'm, I get that with YouTube sometimes, but, like, what was it? Like, I'll just take an interest in something I'm not that interested in. Like, uh, I don't know what, like, like, reggae, right? And all of a sudden, it's, like, giving me, like, Bob Marley T-shirts and Peter Tosh T-shirts and stuff. I'm like, I'm not that into it. Like, give me a chance to get into some <laughs> albums first. I've just watched a video. Oh, dear. Like, I wonder what's the weirdest rabbit hole that you could go down and you could start, like, watching videos on a specific type of thing. What's the weirdest product you'd end up getting advertised back? Because I'm struggling to think of something that would beat, like, railway signals. <laughs> that's the Honestly, that's the weirdest one I've heard from people. Um, I saw this test that this married couple did online, like, five years back or something, where they... They didn't have any pets, but they kept on talking about cat food on a daily basis, just cat food this, cat food that, every single time. And then, you know, lo and behold, on Instagram and Facebook and that, they get adverts for, you guessed it, cat food. And it's just, it's so strange. What I find even stranger is that people just, like, they're totally cool with that. They just don't even question it. Like, yeah, it's listening to us the entire time. Like, that's fine. It's like the moment for outrage has passed now. Like, we've yeah. just got this quiet acceptance now, and just, like, if you're really bothered by it, you turn off your cookies. But even so... <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm no conspiracy theorist or anything, but we are, like... We're, like, the prime candidate generation for some kind of weird digital apocalypse. <laughs> uh, well, give it six months. You've been listening to any records or uh, songs or stuff this week you've been, uh, you've been into? Uh, well, I've not been listening to too much... But I shall just read you the title of one thing that I've been listening to by Fiona Apple. Uh, when the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. <laughs> what he knows throws the blows when he goes to the fight and he'll win the whole thing before he enters the ring. There's nobody to batter when your mind is your might. When you go solo, you hold your own hand. And remember that depth is the greatest of fights. And if you know when you stand, then you know where to land. And if you fall, it won't matter because you know that you're right. Nice uh, snappy title there. Exactly, yeah. So, second album. Um, I have been listening to but, that as well. Ooh, yeah. That's that's a great record. I need to give it another listen, but I heard that uh, like uh, earlier on in the week, and I was just like, I want to write more piano songs, man. Um, mm-hmm. What a shame that my piano is currently buried in literally all of my stuff. Oh, man, you got to dig that sucker out. Um, oh, such a good album. Um, it's produced by John Bryan, and like... You know, sometimes, like, someone produces a record and it's like, oh, I can kind of hear, like, the direction they took it. No. If John Bryan produces a record, you can hear it's him. He's got, like, Mellotron and everything and string arrangement. It's just such a good record. It's a very good record. Listen to it now. Yeah, but that was basically off the back of the Mike the Snare video, uh, the Deep Discord dives that he did on uh, her, and just... Not that he needs our support, but if you're into records and exploring that kind of thing, um, yeah, there's a channel called Mike and... the Snare. Yeah, music and just, like, music culture. Mike the Snare is a channel on YouTube that we both watch, you know, on a pretty regular basis. And my favourite thing he does are the deep Discord dives. I think he's done Queen, Paramore, obviously Fiona Apple, Radiohead. Uh... It's a... It's a mixture of like the big ones you'd expect, like uh, Kanye West and Taylor Swift and things like that. But then every now and then there'll be something like Chumbawamba, and it's a 40-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but it's great. It's one of those oh, things... Oh, watch it. It's good. When you get into like a deep discog dive, it's pretty hard not to like go and explore the whole discography for yourself. Yeah, you end up... Uh, well, 
pro- probably not you, but for me, I end up just going on Music Bagpie and just going like, right, which CDs are cheap? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 true. Um, I'm a Spotify person to my shame. But no, she's great. Have you heard um, much of her other records yet? Uh, I've also recently listened to her first one. And then uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters I heard a lot in 2020. That was one of the records we just had on at the store the whole time. And that's mm. a great record. Or- definitely, definitely. I still haven't got into all her stuff yet. I've listened to When the Pawn, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Uh, Whips and Chains will help you more than Ropes will ever do, that one. You know, I can't remember the full name. I'm kind of a new fan. Hold on, hold on. I'm holding on, baby. Uh, the idler wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw, and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. That's her. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Wikipedia, for having the full title at my disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Good old internet. Well, on my end, uh, I've been listening to um, an artist that I discovered kind of on accident. Your old Droog. Oh, you sent me some videos of him. Did you did you check out the video I sent? I did check out the first one. I got distracted by the sample, thinking, where have I heard that before? And then realising it was ZZ Top. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, one of those artists where you, you get into them and you listen to an album, and then you're like, oh, that was great. I wonder what the one, you know, I think we're both the same in this. Like, I wonder what his first album was or what the most recent one was. What was the one before the one I just heard? And I went on Wikipedia, um, as you do, and I, it's just like, he's so prolific. He, I think he's put out, like, four albums this year. And... It's just so lovely. It's getting on King Gizzard levels. Absolutely, yeah, exactly, right? Um, another artist that um, Mike the Stare did a um, deep discog dive of. But just, yeah, just so prolific, so creative. Um, and, like, you get the impression that he's, like, entirely independent in how he does things. Like, he records everything at home. He sources his beats really carefully. Um, and his wordplay is just, like, meticulously crafted. Um it just reeks of creativity, and that's my favourite thing in discovering a new artist. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's one thing to hear someone who's created a bop or something, but it's like another thing when you discover someone who's just like, oh no, they like the same weird stuff that I do when they're creating songs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go. We have a competition. We have a competition. Win some prizes, win some stuff. Write a song that includes the word journal. Journal. Okay, so we spoke about journeyman books earlier in the podcast. Great books for songwriting, great books for arranging projects and all that sort of stuff. You can win one here at the show, and all you have to do is write a song with the word journal in it. Send it to Weekly Song Podcast at... Of course you can. I mean, you already own it, so you could just keep it clutched to your bosom, if you like. But if you... I shall do. Yeah, if you out there in listener world want to win one... Uh, write a song with a word journal in it, send it to weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com by September the 12th, that's a Monday and that'll be uh, when we listen to them all, you know, choose our favourite one and then we will choose on episode 8 of this uh, season our favourite one, and then the favourite wins a journeyman book. I think that's everything, I think that's the competition, right? Uh, Yes, I believe that is the competition. Well done you have surmised it succinctly and correctly Here is your applause Oh yeah Applause over. Okay, that is about it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode 138, this one. Um, And for those of you who want to kind of engage with us on the internet, follow us on social media and so forth, you can find us on Facebook, search Weekly Song Podcast. I'm doing little wiggly fingers for the keyboard, even though you can't see that. 
uh, you know, I hope you can oh, feel fantastic. it. Fantastic. Uh, Instagram at Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube. Just search Weekly Song Podcast again. That is about it for where you can find us. You can email us, as I said in the last bit about the competition, but with any comments, any thoughts, any songs that you've written or anything like that in a week, Weekly Song Podcast at gmail.com. Declan, where can people find you and your dope ass music? No one has ever described it like that before, so thank you. Um, <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, all the regular places that you find musicians. Uh, also, Bandcamp, where people earn money off music. Please, I'm I'm down to just eating porridge oats. I need I need something else. <laughs> what without milk? Um, yeah, with water. So technically, what I'm eating is gruel. <laughs> <laughs> Bandcamp against gruel. It's a big hashtag at the moment. <laughs> I think that might be the title. <laughs> Bandcamp against gruel. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can find uh, my music at those places. Uh, I have three things, uh, two EPs, one of which is a collection of older songs I did with Roger. It's the most recent thing I've put out, uh, and a full length album called Apathy Will Get You Nowhere. Uh, also, I am planning a new record, uh, which is separate uh, to the record that we're planning. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is separate to the project which Roger is planning. <laughs> <laughs> There's projects everywhere and they all smell different. One of them smells got- like, I don't know, what does Schnookum smell like? I, I imagine something very sweet. Like candy like, floss. Um, candy floss, yeah, that's it. That's a vibe. And your album smells like... Depression. Gruel. <laughs> same, Gruel. same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, 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 yeah. We, we're making an album together. Like, we're not even planning it. We're doing it. We've done it. Well, we haven't done it. We're doing it. <laughs> and, uh, we're like... We're like what eighty percent of the way through it. Yeah, we've recorded vocals. Uh, we need to do harmonies. We need to mix it, and we need an album need cover. To put but weird stuff. Yeah, weird stuff. We need a weird stuff session. By the way, people who produce out there, if you're just starting, always have a weird stuff session after you're done with your main stuff sessions. It's amazing what it adds. Definitely. You know. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, but you can follow our um, joint project, Schnookums, is the name of the band, um, on Instagram. Um, we're going to start posting this week as you're hearing this Ooh. we'll start posting and you can follow us on Instagram schnookums.band that's S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S dot band B-A-N-D fantastic uh, so you know where to follow me and my music you know where to follow our group music but Roger yeah. please tell the listeners whereabouts they may find your music uh spotify apple music everything like that search roger heathers um or rogerheathers.bandcamp.com um which actually has more music on it than the streaming services i've never mentioned that before but like there's stuff up on there that isn't anywhere else so like declan said please buy it because it does help it helps to make new records and stuff so he's got 200 songs up on there you're bound to like at least one of them give it a go (laughs) <laughs> just sift through until you find the one you like uh, this <laughs> this dubstep track really you know lights me it's out of tone with everything else but it's banging and I love it <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah that that's me um, oh yeah follow me on Instagram too at Roger Heathers um, I, 
this is my only my second time doing the outro, so what happens now? Now we just go, hee 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 um, see you next time, thanks for listening. Yes, we do. And we also say, ta-ra! Ta-ra! Hee 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 hee. Hee hee hee.